Welcome, Internet, to the companion of the Companion Podcast, the Megavision Sideshow. This is the sideshow where we discuss whatever we want, be it movies, a certain game, a certain genre or something. This is our chance to kind of ramble on about something not always directly Sega-related, but something we're still passionate about. So, I am your host, the recruiter of the Starfighter, Scotty Moe. With me today, he might be a Ryland spy, is Corey. Hey, hey, hey. And over there, fixing the Death Blossom is Sketchcraft. And that guy who hands Zer the spiky stick is Chris. What is up, Starfighter? Hello. Greetings, Starfighters. You've been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zer and the Kodan Armada. So we're talking about the last Starfighter this week, and I believe Chris over there has some factoids to give us and lay down the groundwork of what this movie is and why we should care about it. Yeah, so obviously... You guys know I'm a huge Last Starfighter fan, so I've been waiting for uh, this one uh, to kind of come around and, and get a chance to do this. So I'm super excited about this episode. Um, but yeah, I think uh, what we want to do just to kick things off is let's talk about some of the, the principal actors in this uh, in this movie. So it stars uh, Lance Guest, uh, who plays Alex Rogan, and he also has like a, a different character, which is kind of uh, called Beta Alex. Uh, so Lance Guest, he previously worked on Halloween 2, and that's actually kind of how he got this uh, role in Last Starfighter. He would go on to also act in Jaws Revenge, and he was also on the Jericho TV show, which I don't remember him being on, but I was a huge fan of Jericho uh, back in the day. But uh, going through his IMDb, I I noticed that, and it it kind of jumped out at me. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Jaws the Revenge where uh, a shark roars? Oh my! Is that, is that what that is? Yeah, maybe. I've I've got a history with that movie that I won't bring up in this podcast. But yes, I don't know if I've seen Jaws Revenge. Is that the second or well, third one? Jaws Revenge is the fourth one with Michael Caine. Great, that Michael shows Caine, how much I've seen. <laughs> that Michael Caine refuses to acknowledge he was in. Oh, whatever. Chris, you uh, you played the game, the Jaws game on the NES. Yes, that's Jaws four. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yay. So, uh, right. <laughs> hey, which is worse, Jaws for the movie or Jaws for the game? Right? Like, like, I don't know. I've only Ooh. seen the game played, and I obviously have not seen Jaws: The Revenge, so I can't comment. But probably which one's recently given me money? So <laughs> his love interest in this movie uh, is Maggie, uh, played by Catherine Mary Stewart. She was previously on uh, Days of Our Lives and Night okay. of the Comet. Yeah, she looks she like a uh, to... she looks like a soap opera. Yeah, she was. Um, but she's got a great look for this uh, weekend at Bernie's role, and she was on Weekend at Bernie's after this. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I don't remember her in that one either. I think maybe she was one of the the girlfriends. I'm trying, I'm trying to think sure. back, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Um, no idea. Future sideshow yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> Centauri is played by Robert Preston. Who's been a, uh, a was a long time a character actor uh, for many many years. He uh, would play in uh, the Music Man and Victor Victoria. Uh, Post credits after this movie was uh, his last role was Outrage. Uh, it, it was a TV movie, and sadly he passed away in uh, March of 1987. So this was one of his last movies he actually did. Uh, I like I, I, he was he's a little goofy in this one. He was, yeah. He 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 kind of hammed it up, which the was not salesman. typically his his role in a lot of those movies. Um, but I I, I loved Centauri uh, in this. I think uh, Robert Robert Preston was great. Um, and lastly, uh, Grig, who's uh, 
Alex Rogan's kind of a sidekick, the uh, alien sidekick when they're in uh, outer space. It's played by Dan O'Herlihy, and he was also in a Halloween movie before this. Uh, he was in Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, which was yeah. the one movie that everyone was mad about because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. And he was mm-hmm. like kind of the, the evil uh, like CEO or president of the company in that movie. Yeah. Did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah I, that's I actually that. that the only cool. Halloween movie I've seen. <laughs> Whoa, it's, it's, really? Yeah, it's yeah. a good movie. I love it. I worked for this t-shirt company called Sea Life, and they got all these weird licenses. And they're like, we got Halloween. I'm like, all right, Halloween three. I'm like, Bob, damn, damn it. you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, like the one don't, thing don't I tease can't me say about yeah. Halloween three though is that it has some very. I love the designs of the masks. The mask designs yeah. are really cool, and you can do some really neat stuff with those. Because well, I see that's... awesome t-shirts. That's what I wish, because uh, the original premise of the Halloween was supposed to be Michael Myers was supposed to be only in the first one, and then each sequel was supposed to be a totally different story. And I really wish uh, that was something that I th- I wished uh, Stranger Things would have done, hmm. kind of like an American uh, Horror Story thing, where it's the same actors in every season, but it's a different storyline. But that's not how that went. So, oh well. And uh, yeah, so Dan would go on to do uh, RoboCop and RoboCop Two. Um, I think also playing a villain in those movies as well. Oh, um, hold on. I love RoboCops. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he passed away in February 2005. So I think he, he continued acting um, well up until then, I believe. <laughs> His, he's just credited as the old man in RoboCop 1 and 2. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. A lot of these guys, I, uh, I, I don't remember their specific roles other than Halloween 3. And uh, obviously, um, Lance Guest in, in Halloween 2, um, remembering him. Every time you say Lance Guest, I'm just thinking of Lance Bass from <laughs> from NSYNC. <laughs> he looks like he may have been able, if if, if he were, there. you know, like this age back in like the late 90s or early 2000s, I could have seen him being someone in NSYNC. Yeah, he's got yeah. those eyes. <laughs> those, those eyes. Um, so let's get to some... So we didn't really even we didn't really even say what the movie actually is yet. <laughs> so it's a uh, video. We'll we'll go with the summary or the the overview of it. It's a video game expert Alex Rogan finds himself transported to another planet after conquering the last Starfighter video game, only to find out it was just a test. He was recruited to join the team of best Starfighters to defend their world from the attack. The, just the attack. That's a weird way to end that description, but that's what it says. What is the what is the famous quote? I always forget it. Um, oh boy, is there a famous quote from this? Uh, he's gonna is bust it the a one record. That the, is it the one where the video game says it? Like that's the intro. That's the only like famous yes. quote I can think of. Oh, uh, well, Scotty kind of started. Yeah, it, that was the uh, greeting, Starfighter. You've been recruited by the Star yeah. League to defend the frontier against Zer and the Kodan Armada. The Kodan Armada. It's kind of what yeah. it says um, every few minutes there. The arcade machine. The movie. When, uh, to hold on that, when I was when Toy Story came out, I thought Zerg. You know, I thought yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a Starfighter reference. Like, god damn it, close. <laughs> no, just it's really easy to name bad guys with a Z. Yeah, or an light X. you're recruited. You know, like, like maybe. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this movie, the it mainly takes place in a trailer park, which is called Starlight Star Bright. 
Um, and there's an arcade machine at the, I guess it's a convenience store slash restaurant slash like their yeah. Walmart kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with, uh, it just has the one arcade machine and it's just, Alex is always hanging out there. Um, you know, old timer Otis is, I guess the owner of it. He could be the mayor of this trailer park. That's what I kind of christened him as. I wasn't really sure. Cause he just kind of starts off the movie with saying it's a beautiful day or something weird I yeah forget. it's crazy too that arcade cabinet is like halfway covered by something so if it ever rains like it's gonna get like totally rained on but whatever yeah. that's that's my old man thinkings on that one <laughs> maybe it just doesn't rain this they might be out near uh near paradise or something where uh May- these are is. the happiest people to live in a trailer park i'll tell you that right now <laughs> yeah it's a small it's that small town feeling i guess because you, you relay messages to each other just by yelling across the the yards and stuff <laughs> Yeah, so, but uh, our main character has a problem though. He do, he doesn't want to be there. So. He's Mister Fix. He's the handyman of the town, and he doesn't want it. He wants to go to a big time school, you know, one of the Big Ten, and make something of himself. I get. I don't know if he wants to be an astronaut or what. He just kind of stares at his little planetary I think display. He just wants to get out. He just wants to get out of there. So it yeah. doesn't matter what he wants to be. He just wants to be away from where he's at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the arcade machine before we get too far into the movie. Do, do you have is there a button on the throttle it almost looks like the hydro thunder thing or is he like yeah it lo- he's like mimicking like he pulls back on the throttle to fire i couldn't quite figure out how that works exactly did anyone happen to notice how it actually does shoot or anything like that the weird mechanics no uh, i'm gonna i would assume that there were probably buttons on the left side that were probably shoot or thrust or whatever okay this might have just been another um another victim of hey i'm playing video games so i'm gonna act like i'm playing video games you know yeah, it's like when a kid pulls out a game boy in an old movie and there's no game in it mm-hmm. good stuff um <laughs> but uh i think Corey, you're the newest to this movie so uh because you just recently saw this thing i'm pretty i think sketchcraft didn't you mention you saw it in the theater am i right yeah i saw it in the theaters when it came out nice was that yeah, was... I, I got it mm-hmm I, I the stories, I've told the story before, but it it's so like in the '80s, man. Like they did, you bought a ticket, and everyone when the movie ended just walked into another theater. Like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> happened, yeah. So I went with my uncle. We went and saw the last Starfighter, which I loved. He obviously did not because he's thirty years old. Um, <laughs> so then we walked right into Bachelor Party. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> And we got halfway in around the donkey scene, so we had to we wait for the credits, and then sat in the front of the movie till we got to the donkey scene. And then we walked out and went and saw Star Trek Three. <laughs> wow, what a day! That was a so, hell of a good day for you. People go, people go, wow! You remember when you saw the last Starfighter? Whoa, and I'm like, you got to understand the context, like you know. <laughs> yes, I, I love the partially movie. three. Movies that day. <laughs> I I grew up. You know, it was a red letter day in sketch traveling. Well, I feel like I feel like in that situation too. You said your uncle was like a thirty year old, and he was like, "Ah, well, that's kind of, like this is a good movie. Like I, the movie's all right." But I feel like uh, since I didn't grow up with the movie, I don't have as much like attachments and stuff to it. Uh, it's the same with Tron. Like I went, and I did not see Tron when I was younger, Ooh. but I recently, about three or four years ago, I decided I was like, "Oh, I want to." You know, I've watched Tron Legacy. I should sit down and watch Tron. Oh boy. So I sat down yeah, I sat down and watched Tron. It was me when me and my wife were first dating, and we're watching it. She leans over about thirty minutes in. She goes, "I don't want to be rude, but this movie seems really boring." And I'm like, 
yeah, it's a little rough. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but uh, this one, I, I definitely like this movie more than I like Tron. Uh, I just like the aspect. I, I, I guess as an older person, I can understand where the kid's coming from. Like, hey, I need to get out of here. I just, I just want to get out of here and all that stuff. And also, he's very like humanistic too. He gets up there and he gets up to the starfighter like base and headquarters. And they're like, you're a starfighter. He's like, I don't want to be a starfighter. I'm not yeah, dying yeah. from, you know, like basically how anyone would react that would just kind of like got pulled into this situation. After he watches and, his dude's face melt on screen too. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, geez. Yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's not that bad. Like granted the graphics are a little dated, but I'll go into more things once we start talking about the movie some more. The CGI and the special effects were actually done by a company called Digital Effects, who actually worked on Tron prior to this movie. So, uh, okay, there we go. The special effects in this, it, they somewhat look the same, like style yeah. as they Tron. Look like a Star Fox so game. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should know though that their production was cut a year. Oh, so, really? Yeah, and especially like all of the asteroids, which look like milky potatoes, was not going to look like that. <laughs> like. Like they they just Paramount just or Universal I can't remember what it's it Universal, yeah, yeah they they cut them an entire year and just put the movie out. So in nineteen I think this what was it nineteen eighty four what yeah. uh what was what was the normal box office budget for a movie? What's do we know what the like the median was back then? Hmm. I don't know. This one had a fifteen million dollar budget, um, and which by today's standards is amazing. <laughs> but... Right, it would go on the domestic box office was um. Nearly twenty nine million with this one it brought in, so it, it uh, made double. Was, was like so. Success, yeah, not a huge like blockbuster or anything. Like this movie is very Spielbergian, um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it plays all the, the the same kind of notes that a lot of Spielberg movies did. And in my research, I found that they were originally going to actually have it set in like suburbia, but that was mm-hmm. one of the things that they decided to change to tr- try to differentiate it from the Spielberg movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Everybody wants to get out of the suburbs. Mm-hmm. And um, and so they, that's how they set it in this this different setting, which I personally love. Like, I, I think it's great. There's a lot of um, uh, just, it's it's a very, like, fond setting. Like, I could see, you know, that it's a very close-knit community and everything. But it's also a perfect setting for a character like Alex, who, like you guys said earlier, is, wants to get out he feels kind of um, like he's he's being, you know, like kind of just restricted to this area. And he, he wants to go out and see the world and go on these adventures. Um, and we find out early, too, that his original plan to, like, get the loan and go to college is dashed because he couldn't get the loan. So now he's just kind of like pseudo depressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if this were remade today, not only he would get the loan, but he would have to go. <laughs> To another universe to avoid the student debt. It's like, yeah, like... yeah. Actually, getting the loan is probably the worst decision he could have made. <laughs> Turns out Zur and them bought up all the, <laughs> you know, they're, they're Navy now. Like, yeah, they're yeah. behind the student loan uh, debt crisis. <laughs> yeah, that's how they're keeping all the starfighters out. <laughs> you, you get me in sketch thirty minutes in a room. We'll come out. We'll bash out. Start last Starfighter two. So that almost happened. Sequel. <laughs> They we'll talked about a sequel for a while, yeah. Discussion later. Um, before okay. we get too far from it, I want to talk about the asshole jocks when, uh, like, the first day Alex is like, I'm going to go up to the lake and hang out with my, I guess, girlfriend. And then, then the jocks roll up while he's getting the mail, and his mom's like, 
oh, fucking Susie Q over there needs her electric fix. And, like, all the jocks laugh at him. Like, I don't understand why that's funny. Like, he's probably the handiest person amongst you idiots. I don't think they're his. I don't think they're jocks. I think they're supposed to be his friends. <laughs> so, I guess like, I don't know. Like, I mean, the one reason that uh, they have the one guy is obviously he has the car or the truck, so that's yeah. why they're friends with him. But yeah, they're kind of douchey. Like they're douchebags. There's a there's a scene where uh, what was it? Uh, his girlfriend. What's his girlfriend's Maggie. name? Maggie. 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 She basically goes without him to wherever they were going, and there's this one guy that's just like obviously being the biggest 80s douchebag ever without calling mm-hmm. someone the f word which we've watched previous <laughs> movies and everyone just likes to throw that one out around so yeah but i did like that because you didn't get that in this movie so that was that was refreshing yeah 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 um is he, is, is 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 he mentioning is that a slight towards monsters one yep big time I don't listen to this podcast, but I know <laughs> it's that. Well, that and around that time too, I had watched the. I was trying to get people to watch the Gate, and uh, they they use it in the Gate a lot. Steven Dorf. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> finally someone that understands the uh, Steven. <laughs> it's sad. Young Steven Dorf. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so, so he doesn't go out. He fixed stuff, but then. You know, he's playing the Starfighter, and Mayor Otis is like, he's going to bust a record. And like, uh, I don't know if you know what you're saying. Uh, it's phrasing. <laughs> but that just shows how close-knit the town is because it's like mainly elderly people. They don't fucking know what he's doing, but they're excited because something's happening. And he's like, I'm going to break 900 million or something. And then he does it. It's and only 900,000. Or something, yeah. It's, and that's the record. Maybe he hit I, a million uh... or something like that. Two things on that. I feel one, someone should have sampled. I'm gonna, but he's gonna bust the record, like in mm-hmm. some 80s hip hop. Like you know, someone, should, someone, should, <laughs> he's gonna bust. He's gonna bust. He's gonna bust. Yeah, right. And then two, <laughs> and two, like you could, like this is what I think every guy in King of Kong thinks they're doing when they get the Donkey Kong kill screen. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> this is how Billy Mitchell and those dudes imagine themselves. Like, you know, the oh, reality God. is it's more Don't like Don't get me on Billy ever, Mitchell. Did you ever see that Nibbler one where the guy beat the Nibbler and it was like yeah, really yeah. sad? Like yeah, it's more like that. Like, oh man, Billy Mitchell. I talk about, apparently I can't not talk about him every week. So well, you just love his sauces in his restaurant. No. Um but We're after that, oh yeah, after that he gets a big kiss from Maggie, and one of my favorite scenes is when little Lewis is spying on them, and they kiss, and he's like, all he says is, diarrhea! Like, <laughs> well, like, he, doesn't, like yeah. he doesn't say like, oh, that's gross, or like, make me vomit, he just says the word diarrhea, and I really... <laughs> Very we don't know. He might that. he might have a real bad southern drawl, and he might just be saying diary. But yeah, yeah. he's screaming to his diary. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, and can we talk about how a DeLorean pulls up? And this could have been the movie that made DeLoreans cool because it came out before Back to the Future, or less at least cool in the cinematic sense. But nah, eh, you know. But um, that's uh, what I forget. What's what's the salesman's name now with the fedora? I forget his name Centauri. now. Centauri. Centauri, yeah. He's yeah. one of the best characters in this, I think. Um, yeah, he's, he's just pretty, a good him time. and Craig. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're probably the, the biggest pros in this in this show as well. Uh, but uh, that's pretty good. He pulls up. The and, makeup is pretty good, too. Yeah, the makeup, the effects are something. The I'm surprised. Did you already mention what the effects are done on, Chris? The computer or whatever? No. 
I don't think it's called a Cray no, no, XMP. Uh, what what uh, happened? Right. Was that so spoilers? I some... <laughs> no, I, I can I know all this shit, man. I don't even need your fucking Wikipedia. So yeah, they were done on Cray <laughs> Supercomputer. Cool part is though, man, this movie got dumb because the guys over at Cray pitched an X Wing fighter fucking like demo to ILM using the Crays. And okay. um on the original Last Starfighter DVD release they put the footage on there and I, they hmm. reused that as the opening for x-wing or rogue spot in one of the two games like they they, mm. they took that that they, either they were like yeah this looks amazing not ready for film but the angles and the, way the, <laughs> the camera swoops were like they could never do them with models you know yeah that makes sense because the, the the starships in this kind of look like a mixture of an x-wing and a y-wing kind of like put a together. chunkier x-wing it's yeah, not... one of the guys i forget his name was like crap i i, I saw it, he was yes he was one of the designers of the you know in in uh star wars of, of some okay of the, the and he so designed a lot of the uh the military attack on alien mm-hmm. and stuff. yeah ron, ron cobb but he designed it functionally like it would actually be able to maneuver in 360 degrees space so and you can see that too like it just doesn't like whip around real quick or anything like that like it has like it looks like how a big ship would move back like I mean, I say back then, but I don't. <laughs> we don't have anything different nowadays, like in the actual world. But yeah, the we'll keep we'll keep talking about it because there are some things I want to talk about once we get to them when we're talking about the story and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't even know. Uh, but, 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 this is Sen- when we we first get like, yeah, I mean, after Centauri shows up mm-hmm. and they go through that whole thing where he's talking about, you know, like I, I you know, I want you to join, you know, the recruiter. Uh, Exactly, yeah. and he, he takes them. You know, finally, it, when they're driving away, that's when the his his car goes up, and they start flying into outer space. So this is kind of the first time we get to see some of the the CGI, um, and that. And I I I remember I was talking to someone a while back uh, on Twitter, and they were saying that they wish that they would redo this movie, but uh, like completely rehaul all the CGI in in it because they think that that's like one of the weakest parts of the movie or just it doesn't hold up as well as like the rest of the movie does yeah and i could see that and i would certainly be interested in in seeing it redone but i also think that that's one of the the most charming aspects of this movie too like it's it's i i I like the cgi in it i think it's a time capsule with that with how the cgi Mm -hmm. looks yeah Yeah. i'm looking through this too there's another guy that's from halloween 3 in here too his name's al barry he was in the cast too sorry go ahead how very um i can i can honestly say when i was i remember sitting in the theater watching this movie and and like look i'd already seen star wars and return of the jedi and everything i loved it but i remember looking at like this looks different and i couldn't figure it out it wasn't animated like it's Mm -hmm. not a cartoon you know like i was not had and it definitely moved better like as boring as Tron is, when you get to that light cycle sequence, you know, yeah. everyone comes alive. And everyone goes, this fucking amazing. And then it goes yeah. back to fucking whatever. Um, <laughs> with this film, like, I get that the level of tech, you know, obviously you look at the CGI and you go, well, it wasn't that great. But I got to be honest, man, like, when you compare it to, like, the jittery movements of, like, the ED-209, which three years later, you know, it's Ooh, yeah, stop motion. Yeah. You know, like they, the the the, the kind of camera angles they're able to do in this, like you couldn't even do Return of the Jedi. So, like, I don't think it was a bad trade-off, and I don't know so much about replacing the movie, but I do think that 
that it's it's an underrated time capsule in visual effects. I mean, this movie predates, I mean, it predates Back to the Future, right? So yeah, like, I, I like in, and I just couldn't imagine. Like, I mean, you didn't get another space starfighter. Like, we didn't get anything again for how many years, man? Like, when you really think about it, and and there was a lot of shitty movies with spaceships, like Ice Pirates and shit like that, where they had these weird, you know, or Captain EO might be the close. Star Tours was, like, the maybe the next thing I can remember, where yeah. you actually had, like, ships flying around in space. Like, the, it just stopped. Oh, I was going to say Space Raiders, but Space Raiders came out a, a year before Last Starfighter, so. Yeah, there wasn't anything for the longest time, man. Like, that's the one, like, the the... After 1985, man, I, I'm not going to deviate too far here, but after 1985, movies sucked for a long time. So <laughs> the theaters, like they really did. It was a lot of these movies, like Big Business and Three Men and a Baby and yeah. you know, Parenthood. And as a kid, like you were 94. Like, yeah, there was more like actual acting. I mean, not as much special effects, but more so like just dramas and stuff. Not really any sci-fi stuff, like you said. Yeah, if there was, it was like RoboCop, which I, luckily I could watch, but my friends weren't allowed to watch it. Spaceballs <laughs> might be it. That might be the only thing I can think mm-hmm. of as like a spaceship. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's That's, you know, like... <laughs> you're, you're, so. Yeah, you should go, you should, since I talked about Space Raiders, but you should go, Space Raiders is kind of like a B sci-fi movie. You should go check that out, too. Oh, we're not about B movies here, sir, obviously. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. We talk this about high-quality high movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. diarrhea. <laughs> like House of the um, Dead. And... <laughs> <laughs> and these balding aliens who look like the one they could be in this island Earth also in this movie. Yeah, the, some of these these guys, the we're talking about, these guys look like the just like hoity-toity aliens, like with, they all have like chrome domes. Which they I look feel like bad they should have them. like sweaters draped <laughs> well, across their shoulders. Women, so that's the weird thing. It's all just like receding hairlines. That it's the the old old guy haircut where it's just the top <laughs> of your head's bald and the yeah. rest of it's just white and it's just kind of you're hanging on to what you have. But it's weird because I could see that for the for the guys, but there's also females that have the same hair and it just yeah looks super weird well it's the it's the dwarven woman uh mentality like if you look in like lord of the rings and stuff like that they're like our dwarven women are beautiful and then you see them you're like oh oh okay <laughs> maybe it's the same situation here they're like oh her her, her hairline's so far back she is so fine <laughs> <laughs> wonderful um little factoid the translator that's given to alex when he gets on up up to uh, Rylos or wherever, it's just the circuit board of a digital watch. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, but I love how, like, um, you know, the the lady alien is like, um, you hear English, blah, 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 now with your translator. And it's like, well, just don't ever take this shirt off, I guess. <laughs> well, that's good, too. Like, the, you know how long it takes him to explain that? About less than two minutes. There's that's not true. Like a, there's not a 20-minute backstory on, like, why this this translator was created by this head corporate guy it's just like hey here's a translator here you go but i think that's also a good touch because so many other movies just will completely bypass that and then you just then you start thinking like why are all these aliens like speaking english like that doesn't make sense english really is the universal language (laughs) what's what's funny is at the end of the movie um alex is the only one with the translator on but greg comes back to earth with him and greg's just talking to everybody and they understand him Maybe they were aliens all along. Aha! Bunch of weirdo trailer park people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I will say this: this comes from the era where uh, movie covers looked real, like 
movie covers of this era are like always look really cool to me because they yeah. look like they were actually painted and stuff like that. But uh, I'm just looking at this and like the enemy mine or enemy mine and oh uh, yeah, the, <laughs> the cover crawl for and crawl. stuff. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I I definitely or, the reason I saw this movie was it was just something I picked up randomly in Walmart. I was just like, yeah, this looks like something I might dig, and uh, that was it. <laughs> well, see, my wife's my wife's aunt is this is like her favorite movie ever. Oh, wow. So I was like, I was talking to my wife. I said, we need to get a copy of this or find somewhere to watch it. She goes, Aunt Cass has one and she already gave it to me. And I was like, all right, well, I guess we're watching this. So. And you're set. Yeah. yeah um, so you mentioned the the um, the practical effects you dig. Like, what did you think of Beta when he's first under the covers and he's like breathing through his skin and stuff, Corey? I thought that was pretty cool. Like, like you like you said, I am a. I am a sucker for good practical effects and like the whole time like they're not showing him I'm like okay this is going to be something cool mm-hmm. and then they do show him and he's all like disfigured and everything and then they go into explaining why he looked like that and all that they're like oh yeah the minute I touched your hand in the car I got some of your DNA so now it just takes me a little bit but I become a thing that looks just like you I thought that was really cool mm-hmm. uh, and then if, again, if you pause it when he's in the car, it's just some random Puerto Rican dude that he's shaking hands with. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's a light uh, flash. It's... It was hard to make out the whole thing, but it was definitely not just another white guy. You're just a frame by frame looking at this. <laughs> I just, this I had to, I noticed that one part, so I, was th- I thought, like, oh, let's see if I can actually see. I think that's cool. I think that's, I think that's really cool. Uh, like I said, this movie, I wish I would have saw this movie when I was younger because I'd have been like, holy crap, this is amazing. Uh, but as a 31 year old man, it's still it's still a good movie. It still holds up. Uh, I know it has a very complicated history on why it hasn't been remade or anything like that. But I would oh, like really? to see. I think I, I'm under the impression it is. I've talked. To, I've heard you guys talk about it every once in a while. But uh, it's something to do with the rights or something like that, isn't it, Chris? Like, yeah, the, the director has a control over that. Nick hmm. Castle. Yeah, He's held a lot of that back. And I mean, like. I don't know about a movie, but I definitely think on Netflix as a series. This oh is yeah! Movie. Oh, it could easily be a series. Yeah, like he's yeah. the last Starfighter. He's trying to. It's like kind of like the Last Jedi. He's trying to find more other people this, to recruit. This sequence in the movie though, where he's going through the, he's getting his clothes and he's going yeah. and watching the videos. I, I gotta tell you, man, 1986 when I first went to Star Tours, I was like, this is the last Starfighter. Like you walk through <laughs> the whole line, and all the Star Wars, you know, people working there are like, you fucking idiot kid (laughs) they're like someone shut this kid up he knows (laughs) (laughs) but even that video that would play in star tours like telling you not to smoke on the plane all these aliens sit down i'm like Mm. it looks a lot like that sequence man that's down next to all those different aliens and stuff yeah i love the one where he's just like you you offended a certain this certain kind of uh alien that's basically gonna kill you now (laughs) oh yeah the cthulhu looking thing and uh, yeah. when I was watching this with my girlfriend, she's like, oh, it looks like an ood from Doctor Who. And I look it up. I'm like, honey, this is just another thing that looks like Cthulhu. It's not Doctor Who. Whatever. I was just mad. Ood. <laughs> <laughs> some of the yeah, some of the, the alien designs are pretty interesting. None of them are as good or as iconic as what you see in like Star Wars, I, I think. But they're still pretty good for early you know 80s. Uh, yeah, design. especially when you have a lot of like Star Trek aliens that just like it's a human but with more wrinkles or something, you know, like Man. these ones are. Uh, granted, it was pretty clear that the costumes were hard to move around in, like the dude with like seven fingers and stuff. But it was still cool to see an actual creature next to him, you know, yeah. the him showing up to the the, the headquarters is basically kind of like uh, the cantina scene for Star oh, yeah. Wars where you get to see all the different kinds of 
aliens and all that stuff. And then, uh, and then it is promptly taken care of. <laughs> oh, with the floating head, you mean? No, I'm just saying it just blows up. Oh, so. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant like, and then all that's thrown aside because we see a big blue head floating, I guess, in the middle oh, of man, the room. That, holo- that holographic <laughs> was, that was, even my wife was like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. But it is what it is. We could we got that over like an Andros, like uh, 3D poly, just face talking. So right, that's true. Which it also makes you hate the main bad guy too. You're just like, this guy's a snotty nosed kid. Right, pretty much. I I think too though, this is the first movie that really blended CGI uh elements into live action plates. Mm-hmm. Like with yeah. the car taking off. Um even trying to do that, you know, the, the last Starfighter base that's like built into the asteroid. Mm-hmm. Like trying to like make that look, you know, replace models and stuff. So Right, yeah. I mean, 10 years later, you know, Lucas started production on episode one. So, I mean, it's right. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you need to think about it. Like, we can do all these things with computers. And you're like, kind of, well, I mean, you know, 10 Damn. years later, you know, you know but it, it just took a long time to get there. I mean, it was way, it was 20 years, you yeah. know, easily 20 years early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's all very shiny though. I think that's how it doesn't age super well, but I still enjoy it. The, the... It's very it's very brightly lit. I also love to like back in that era too. You could just basically take a a big old piece of wood and paint it like dark gray and stick a bunch of lights in it and then that's your that's your headquarters security like circuit board that you command oh, everything right. on. Wall mounted love... keyboards. The future. Yeah. Yeah, this is the, like... this is the best part that I think of, uh, that I like about the the headquarters is because there's so many of those things where there's just randomly lit buttons going off and people <laughs> in the background acting like they're pressing stuff. And yeah, just like start... staring at sonar and stuff that does not make <laughs> yeah. sense for space. Just audio waves and, like, buttons that aren't labeled and all that. Uh, the, well, except for the one. Uh, was the Death Blossom button even labeled? Or was it just not... red? It was yeah, just no, like it a... Had a, it had a... It had a special container. You can just hit the death blossom. Okay. Yeah. That would have been that one up. Boop, oops. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Uh-oh. a bar. <laughs> Goes off in the hangar. You know what I mean? No one yeah. can run from it. <laughs> Not again. That's the that's <laughs> the bloopers. Not again would be the great. Starfighter <laughs> 2. Not again. You know? <laughs> yeah. Here Greg. Not again. <laughs> yeah. Someone set off the Like he let his little dumb brother in there. Sets off mm-hmm. death blossom. Kills all the starfighters. You know, we like, told oh, you. Here you go. We said we needed to label it. Why the hell is there a smiley face on the button? Why? It it's like track. Iron Eagle 2. We killed everyone off in the first three minutes, and now we go on the same adventure as the first movie. <laughs> that really could oh, just man. be that, yeah, a sequel to this would just be that again, pretty much. I mean, that's what Wouldn't most sequels are. if they had mixed Iron Starfighter or the, you know what I mean, like Star Eagle? And they well, that get, just sounded like, awesome, Iron Starfighter. Yeah. <laughs> And they get, like, what's-his-face? What was Doug Masters gets kicked out of the Air Force. And so he goes and, like, just hangs out in an arcade and gets recruited to yeah. the Star League. You know what I mean? And Rogan's, like, his buddy. And then, you know, like, <laughs> they're, like, in space, like, trying to one-up one. It's like Days of Thunder. You know? <laughs> it's kind of like, like, like Top Gun, but in space a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we just described every movie, basically, though. 
Yeah. We can uh, have play with the boys. Can do the yeah. Soundtrack. Yeah. You know we what? got right. space volleyball. Exactly. <laughs> was it Harold Faltermeyer? Was it Faltermeyer, right? The Alex so, yeah. dude? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we get Val Kilmer in there. <laughs> Michael Ironside plays the bad guy. I feel oh, the need. Yeah, but he yeah. blows up people's heads. I feel the, the need. The Masters, new yeah. girlfriend. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's he says, got a story um, about Arbor Day that she lost somebody close to her. <laughs> and at some point... He gets stuck uh, on an asteroid with a little alien kid, and they learn to befriend one another, even oh, though they don't no. speak the same language. They, they yeah. lost, he lost his shirt, so he can't understand them. He's just, he's just, that's you know, the plot of the movie. the movie. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, listeners, if you're well, listening to this, just got a stranger in a strange land now. Yeah. If you could get to, if you could give us a list of all the movies we just referenced, you will get a cookie. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, his famous tagline is going to be I feel the need, the need for light speed. Oh, God. There we go. <laughs> oh, man. It's like we're never letting Sketchcraft on this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, but kind of going back to practical effects, uh, I love the design of the assassin. The Zan- what are they called? Zanduzans or whatever? It's like a yeah, weird Zanduzan. frog-eyed alien thing that drools a lot. Smell, I don't know. Smell really bad. I guess the he Zanduzan. has a scent. Yeah, but only the beta unit can smell him or something. Uh, I didn't. Whatever. I didn't care. But I love the look of him. I like all the practical effects sense. in this. Um, yeah, he just how he dies. He just like melts. <laughs> oh, did you guys notice how the beta unit's hair looked a little different? Yeah, well, do you know the story behind that? I do, but you can tell it. Okay. <laughs> so, I guess they, they ended up doing some reshoots um, on this movie after everything had been done, and so they had to bring uh, Lance Guest back, but he had been working on a different role, and he had cut his hair, so they're basically having to uh, mm. have him wear this wig uh, for all those shoots. <laughs> And for his own hair. He was also sick at that same time. And so they had to put like makeup on him. And so all those scenes with him look really weird. Like it's it's the thing is it's all the beta unit or the the beta Alex uh, yeah. scenes. And so I think it, it kind of works in a way because it's still like kind of a copy of him and maybe you could kind of uh like justify it as like he's not really a hundred percent you know, like him. Right. It actually works to their benefit. I, I think, think it so. did. Yeah. In, in this in this situation, I, d- I definitely think it did. Yeah, I because think Because otherwise so. you just have carbon copies like literally looking at each other. This gives them a little bit more personal, because even the beta unit ha- or beta Alex has a little bit different personality than Alex. Mm-hmm. And that, it just kind of like sets them apart. That classic robot. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I mean... There he's we go. Always, like he's always trying to like bang his girlfriend and like saying all this just super like uncomfortable well, shit. I don't know, know that he was trying to. Work. Yeah, he was just trying to make sure he fit in, and then he finally gave up when she didn't uh, want him to talk dirty to her. Yeah, because she's like, "Why won't you kiss me?" And he's like, "Why would I do that?" <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm just like, "Ah, kiss a girl." Forty forty four minutes in, Chris brought it up. <laughs> I yep. feel like I think the idea of replacing someone was really good science fiction writing. The way it was executed in the film felt like some suit was like, we need some of that 80s teen meatball stuff in here. Yeah. The execution of it, yeah, it was not... You, you probably could have just, like, kept the, like... that, Like you said, too, that's really cool that they actually brought someone in, like, hey, you're going to be gone a while, so we need to make sure that people around you don't think, like, oh, yeah. my God, he's missing or something I, like that. I they do like totally that. They like, ignored that. Because that was something that they didn't even originally plan for. That th- those whole scenes with 
basically beta Alex going out partying with his friends. And I, I, I don't think that was really needed. Um, you could have probably just kept that out, but I could see that sketch in that maybe like after, after maybe they did some, like some, some test showings or something and they felt like they needed to hit some of that more kind of like eighties party vibe. And so some executives like, we got to get this in here. Yeah. We got to go. We're going up against bachelor party. You know what I mean? Get a donkey. donkey. Get get Prince. They should have made Prince. You know what I mean? Like the ruler of the code and they could do like, they use music. You know, like the but he doesn't beat. say a word. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> hey, you know what, man? Entire time. You know, I'll take it. You know, yeah. I mean? I'll, t- I'll take it. Yep. He just got like a cool guitar in the background, and his entire fleet's purple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he, yeah, they unleashed a purple rain on the planet. <laughs> Boom! All, like dirt dudes and shit. Like <laughs> there you go. Oh, Lord, it would have been better than the the goofy guy with the the scepter spear <laughs> i didn't understand what was the point of that scepter why did did that like just designate was that like a crown kind of for the king sort of thing or yes so. i guess so. well, the emperor the, the, their emperor was the one that put him in charge of that like uh like armada basically like mm-hmm. so he's not for the tree people that he's uh like ruling over them as like their like emperor or anything but he does say that once they destroy uh like the what whatever like the, the starfighters he's yeah, going Starfighter to base. power over like the federation and stuff so that's like his kind of goal is that he's going to eventually like overcome all the good guys and kill his mean dad and you know take he's, over and be he's uh, a snotty nosed brat is what he basically. was yeah he's just a little I piece am, of shit i am i am shocked that that never made its way into family guy that thing that little weapon you know what oh I mean? yeah <laughs> that's a good point and every time he opens up and makes that noise yeah, yeah. Like every time <laughs> I could see it like accidentally like poking it with someone and then it kills them in Family Guy. Yeah, like yeah, or like if the like, spring unloads Stewie. or something and it bounces like, away it, and stabs somebody. Yeah, this is just come out of nowhere. Where, like Brian challenges Stewie or or Brian, or, <laughs> you know, the kid, the fat kid, you know, and then he just pulls out that shing, you know, you don't yeah. mind my power, you know, like all right, man, you know, like all right, man. You always see it with the Star Trek, like. The the all that stuff too. So that's it'd be good to see Last Starfighter. Parody film of the Last Starfighter. That would be fucking hilarious. man. Yeah, and then it and then it just ends with, "We're sorry, we realize no one's seen this movie, so we hope somebody out there got the reference." Be so much of that, and then they can put in Bachelor Party references too. God, and just end with Weekend at Bernie's somehow. I'm sure they've already made fun of that though. Um, oh, probably. Yeah, but um, I lost my train of thought. We were talking about cool kids hanging out on, near the lake, trying to get some and drinking oh, their yeah, the beta whatever, out. drinking their Milwaukee Beast. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, so we didn't really mention how he becomes the last starfighter. Basically, he goes up there and he's like, "Fuck this, I'm out. I'm not helping you guys. I just watched that dude's face melt on screen. Do you think that's yeah. cool? I'm not fighting for that." And then Centuri takes him back. And while that happens, uh, the tree people—I don't even know what they are. The—they <laughs> look like they're made out of beef jerky or like the the yeah. halfway point of Mrs. Doubtfire's makeup or something. Um, they're just called shitlords. Oh, is that it? Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the even lesser Gobot sequel. Right? Like, <laughs> shitlords. Yeah, this is like that toy franchise. Just it ain't going anywhere. You know? <laughs> that's good. 
yeah. But yeah, funny. that's the whole reason the snotty nose guy is like even a part of the opposing team, I guess, is because he knows he knows how to get through the armada that is being held up to that's protecting uh everyone in the universe against the forces of Zer and he's like, I know like the loophole. And that's basically why he's there. Yeah, and then they blow is... up the last starter fighter base by throwing a bunch of asteroids at it. Yeah, which that's funny, load the asteroid that, gun. They don't need them anymore. Yeah, they don't. No. They they loaded the catapult, the space catapult, and just shot some turds <laughs> at them, and they're dead. Yeah. But uh, so that's why Alex like, like the base and killed everybody. Yeah, but it didn't really, or some of them. Well, I don't know. the thing was, the thing was, it also it was also because of the Rylands, like the spy needed to be there because the spy deactivated the guns on the oh yes and that's the whole reason because they were just like all right we got these asteroids let's just shoot them and then the last one they're like the guns aren't working they're like "Uh uh-oh and that's basically what happens and Mm. then yeah they find out centauri and then they kind of hear like over the radio uh is that what it was they hear it or does he finally decide he's like no i'll go ahead and be a starfighter uh wait what do you wait? What do you mean? Does he? Who, I'm talking about what? with Alex. Alex, when they get back to Earth, he's like, "Do you really want to?" Oh no, that's when the assassin happens, right? Yeah, like... the assassin's there, and they realize like he's there for. Uh, they they learn somehow they learn that there's one last starfighter on Earth, and then they toss the assassin there to go kill him. Well, yeah, because once once they destroy the headquarters, um, one of the shit lords says to like the other guy, <laughs> it's like. We learned that there's one, one like a uh, starfighter ship. That's a ship, seen. yeah, right. And well, the, like, the, communication, the communication that gets through is the last starfighter, and it gets cut off because the, the 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 beta unit destroys, kills the assassin. Oh, the and then last. They go yeah. to the last starfighter, and then and then the 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 space version of that 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 asshole son from Braveheart. Goes the last starfighter is dead. He's yeah. dead. Yeah, I've got the talking stick. It's my turn. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> of course, he goes to dead. You know, you're like, all right, all right, man. All right, all right we got all it. Right. I really think well, those two shitlord guys were just really looking at one another, like, we're fucking all week with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm ready for him to go to his mom's house. Mm-hmm. Someone said this was gonna be like Star Wars, man. I didn't know it was gonna be like Episode One. You know, like <laughs> I like also if you look at their they have these puffy outfits, these red puffy outfits, and um in ninety nine was it ninety one, ninety two, uh Coppola made that Dracula movie. And in the beginning, mm-hmm. Dracula has this red armor. I'm like, it's the fucking Coda. Oh armor. yeah, it looks like it's muscle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the Coda. Fucking Vlad the Impaler was a Coda. All that is, they must have. He must have been playing their original game. Picked him up. You know what I mean? It was like the inverse. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The last impaler went out across the galaxy, and that might be the stick, right? You know how it's got that stake, right? Oh, like, like maybe, hey, you know, like sketch is just going <laughs> off on one man. You guys gotta, you gotta get me on more early. So now, on. the last Starfighter <laughs> and Prime Circus Dracula is a shared universe, is what we've established. Yeah, that's and, what it and is. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, right? Sure, sure. I mean, he was in the day after tomorrow, so technically, you know, like can we justify Monster Squad also being in this? Uh, uh, it's out. probably happening somewhere <laughs> in the next town I, or something. I told you, I, I leave Monster Squad, Lost Boys, and uh, and and uh, Goonies all in a shared universe, bro. You know what I, I mean? I can see that. Oh yeah, I can see. That's the uh, the the kid cinematic universe or something. I don't know the KCU. 
Um, <laughs> it'll do better than the Kentucky. I almost it was like Kentucky Fried. Like, oh no, okay. <laughs> Kentucky Chicken, Chicken University. Chicken. I don't know. It's the, the KFCU is all those different guys who play Colonel Sanders. They That's a different. Yeah, yeah. David Hasselhoff, yeah, yeah. McIntyre, mm-hmm. Norm Macdonald. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, it'll do better than the Dooku. It'll do better than the Dooku. <laughs> I have a question though. This this movie doesn't seem to have. Like this came out a year after ET. I'm I'm shocked it doesn't have like a food product tie-in. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they have like Budweiser in there, but that's really it. But they don't have anyone like trying to eat like what is a hamburger or anything like that. You know? Man, I'm sure enjoying this Pepsi Cola. <laughs> yeah. Well, even Back to the Future had tab. Remember? Can I get a right. tab? So you're oh, like, yeah. right? So tab. it's almost weird that there's no soda product placement in this. The budget yeah. probably would have been bigger if they did. Maybe. Yeah. They would have had, like, RC Cola or something. I don't know. Oh, um, RC Cola. <laughs> oh, another fun, like, I'm just, I have the movie playing in the background for myself as, like, visual reminders. But when they're, like, driving in back from uh, Centauri, like, is going to bring him back, I guess you can see in the reflection of the windshield, like, basically the ceiling of the set is just exposed. <laughs> um, little fun stuff like that. Uh, they so, had so much digital, uh, like digital trickery that they could do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now the Death Blossom is that where Web Blossom came from? Because it's basically that in the new Spider-Man game. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a it's a nod to the Last Starfighter. Is it literally? Because that's awesome. It literally is a, la- a nod to the Last Starfighter. In the I, theater, I, I was like, my wife was looking at me, fucking Rob, man. You know, like, <laughs> you know, she's like, don't, don't, don't yell it out. <laughs> it's the last yell it out. I was like, yeah, yeah. She just put her hand on me. You know, like, you know when a cat wants you to stop petting them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no one cares you know i'm like they care they put it in there you know yeah i care i care i matter damn it it's pretty oh, great I, I picture i mean a bit like i picture if that happens in real life like alex is in there just like wah, 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 just throwing up everywhere <laughs> as he's spinning around chaotically in space but do you think later in life old Alex Rogan was watching Spider-Man and was like, that's my fucking shit! You know? Son like... of a bitch. 100%. percent one hundred percent. I also like, uh, I also like, uh, one, we're getting into the point where Alex has become the last Starfighter and he teams up, he finds out that Grig didn't die and there's one ship left, so they're gonna go take on the, uh, the, the Zer Force and they're like, even Alex is like, well, how the hell are we going to do that? There's one of us and a bunch of them. And then they concoct a plan. They'd be like, they have a concise plan that could work. It's so gonna... crazy, it just bites. Yeah, they're basically going to let the fleet go past them. And then they're going to pop up and destroy their communications turret. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that. I liked how I, I just, I talked about it recently too. I like, I like movies that have a clear, concise goal that they always have to go towards. It's same with a movie I recently watched called Overlord. And uh, Overlord is a World War II zombie movie it's where awesome. it's really, really good. Where oh, even no. in that movie where, where you take if you took the zombie super soldier aspect out of the movie, it's still a good World War II movie with a concise plan on what they need to do to finish their mission. Uh, I'd like movies that do that. Like you can have all these. Basically, you can have your main story quest and all these little side things, but you're always focusing towards that main story quest. So that's what I liked about this movie, too. 
Every yeah. time I fuck up around a house or, or on a trip or anything, and my wife goes, what are you going to do now, Rob? I'm, I'll have it all figured out by the time we get to the frontier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Uh, it's the frontier. Uh, oh, man. Nice. That was, like, the last Starfighter just, like, in your wedding vows, and she knew what she was in, like, <laughs> knew what we she was played, in for. We, we did play Everything is Awesome, the slow acoustic version nice. of the wedding song. Nice. Everything is awesome. That's, that, that's awesome. <laughs> yep. That's pretty good. Uh, what would you guys think about when he takes his head off? <laughs> wow, you know, I think you should open up with that quote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, it was it. I got a lot of. I got some Reanimator vibes from it. I don't know oh, okay. when, Re, when Reanimator. Let me check when Reanimator came out. But I thought that was funny. I do like the little brothers. Uh, uh, what the hell is going on? Oh my god! Hold the little on a brother minute. is awesome in this movie. I, I fucking awesome. love him. I, I think I he almost got an award. Like, I think. Um, He's always I, looking at Playboys, and then he's going around like looking for specific issues. Like, oh, here's June of '82 or whatever. Yeah, yeah he says like uh, Mama Zama or like, something. He is like like the a Wikipedia for sex porn shit. You know what I mean? In the middle of nowhere. Like, he's yeah. probably yeah. He's probably selling them to other kids in the trailer park or whatever. Yeah. The best part is just him. The opening scene of him just going around like shooting people with yeah. a fucking like Nerf gun and just yeah. he just walks past and just like no scopes people just out of nowhere. Walks by there's like fucking clubs. Yeah, it's so great. I love them. Bunch of news. Uh, I'm convinced that everyone has just stolen everything from the last Starfighter because Reanimator came out a year after this movie. Goddamn. And, uh, yeah, man, like everything just stole from the last Starfighter. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're justified sketch. <laughs> uh, I remember at too many games, Chris lost his shit because some dude walked by with a hockey jersey stylized after the last Starfighter. Do you remember that, Chris? Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> awesome. You don't see that kind of stuff very often, and when I do, I lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Do, do we? Does he remember? It's why we're not allowed back to too many games. I think the the last Starfighter logo is super iconic it looks so badass like, well, it's like it's, the tron one too where you yeah, whoever the guys designed that the man disc, ron cobb. Really, really good job is it ron, ron cobb? cobb yeah ron cobb uh, you probably don't know his name go look up ron cobb you're gonna know his work he is as prolific and as important to to 80s 70s cinema as oh wow Sid mead you know what i mean uh joe johnston all those i mean he he's just he just for some reason I almost think like sometimes you meet those people who are too talented, and they're like, "Man, fuck that guy!" Like I think he got something bad. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? As he fuck, everyone knew who he was. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, super fucking good. Yeah, that's cool. I'm looking at some of his work right now, and it's just like sketches of like just spaceships and all that stuff. That's that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see the the aesthetic that has been everywhere pretty much. Uh, another great or er, one favorite portion for me is when he comes back after saving the day and everything and lands and grandma granny's got a gun um that <laughs> was pretty great shotgun <laughs> yeah and even alex is like granny put the put the shotgun away what's wrong with you or something like that <laughs> like it's a normal thing <laughs> yeah it's and i guess that was maggie's grandma and that's why she lives there i don't know i don't really care that much about maggie but well, that was maggie's excuse the whole time is she can't leave because what about grandma what about grandma and then finally grandma's like Get the fuck out! So, yeah, it's like got Fox News and a shotgun. I'm good. You know yeah, she's I mean? gonna be just fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's uh, 
And by the way, anytime someone says saving the day, I get that song from Ghostbusters. Saving the day. Thanks, yeah. yeah. Every time. Yep. Um, what's that? Uh, I was just going to say the cabinet for the Starfighter game is fucking humongous. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's never had like an actual release as the game that it was. Uh, the closest, mm-hmm. I guess, it was released as Solaris on the 2600, the Atari 2600, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a fan game. Someone made an actual game, so it follows the one from the movie, and that's then they cool. made their own cabinet to fill. So you can download the executable for the game, which plays like uh, like a Dragon's Lair. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay. okay. I gotcha. Okay. He's not remember. He's not actually piloting anything, which is why need two sticks. You know what I mean? It just looks cool. Yeah. But he's just he's literally just shooting around 360, but it's pre-rendered sequences, so it plays more like that. Right. It did yeah. get there was an an NES release uh, on this. Oh, there was? It was basically yeah, yeah I, I own the game. <laughs> but it's not it wasn't even meant originally meant to be a last Starfighter game. It was just one of those that like after the fact they they yeah, kind of rebranded it and just oh, I gotcha. the Starfighter name on it. But. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. The posters for Last Starfighter look really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got yeah, it's got cool aesthetic all over the place. Um uh, just some other fun facts I found, and, um, of course, anybody chime in with their own as well. I guess Robin Williams was offered the role of Zer, <laughs> oh. so that would have been interesting. Um, yeah. And supposedly Will Wheaton is in this movie. Yeah. Uh, his, his scenes yeah. were cut. Yes. Um, but I guess he's still technically in it, like, he's running around in the very beginning in a red jersey or something, and then he's in the background at the very end. Uh, like he's kind of out of focus, but he's behind Lewis or something. I think he's. I think he's still credited though, even though his scenes were cut. He might be. I didn't. I didn't uh, pay attention to the credits. He might be though. Um, trying to look at other stuff here. Oh, uh, when uh, after oh, they Lewis's use, friend. huh? He was Lewis's friend. Oh, okay. I see he's probably selling him the Playboys. Um, when Griggs restoring the power <laughs> to the Death Blossom. <laughs> What? He just has. Hold on, I got it. I got to take him. You got to get power right here. All right. Will Wheaton, imagine if he opens it up, like, you know, in every, like, in the Mandalorian. I'm not spoiling, but you know, like, every movie they open up, like, an armory. You know, they open up yeah. the chest drawer, and it's just this league of weapons. Will Wheaton opens up the armory, and it's just every. <laughs> <laughs> and he's schooling him. He's like, this is the whatever. This is the. Yeah, this is the Marilyn and Monroe. He, and then Lewis, he just goes around telling everyone, like, he actually knew that shit. You know, like, you know, when someone. <laughs> You just tell everyone like you actually saw it, but you don't. Like, yeah. <laughs> and Wheaton's like, man, fucking kid doesn't know anything about. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's good. Yeah. That's good shit right there. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just <laughs> some other little. I could do this all day, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, another little thing after the death blossom and Greg's trying to fix shit, you can see like pieces of what, what a nine volt battery would connect to sticking out of the thing, yeah. like whatever that's yeah. space age. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, I don't know if anybody's got any other fun facts or stuff. That's about all I've got, but, uh, uh I do. Uh, I like how, uh, Alex ba- or beta Alex just like sacrifices himself. Because... He didn't need to. <laughs> He really well, could have jumped out. He could have jumped out. He could have jumped out. But I do like how that there's a story there. Like we got to kill this assassin because he's going to relay back to them to be like, hey, you know, he's not on. You know, there's a star. That's the whole thing. Stealth is like a major play in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. The minute that the minute that uh, Grig and Alex were to be found out by any of these uh, assassins or you know other opposing uh, ships and stuff like that, it would ruin their whole plan. So there's always like that's why they have to chase the 
the uh, the ships into like the asteroid. Uh, I guess caverns is what it is, and they have to make sure to kill them. Yeah. Uh, Beta Alex is like, we got to kill that assassin, otherwise, you know, we're we're effed. And I like things like that where, you know, we got to make sure because otherwise we're screwed. Uh, I mean, at the end of the movie, yeah, the uh, Alex and Greg they 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 destroy them. You know, they destroy the Zer Armada and all that stuff. And uh, because of the Death Blossom, which is that was pretty cool. I like that. But this sequence where where the Beta Unit kills himself, and and if I remember right, his his the girlfriend looks up to the sky and she's like, "Oh, Alex, wherever you are." The reason why this movie really works the most, man, is the fucking score is so good. Yeah. Like, Craig yeah, Safan's the theme, and it plays, it's one of those classic themes that can be played triumphantly or romantically, and it's like, it's got this sweeping moment where she's, like, looking up at the sky, and then it mm-hmm. cuts to Rogan, you know what I mean? And it's just, like, and the music's timed perfectly. Like, it's that... Yeah, it I do really, really like the if, theme. If it didn't have that music, you know, I I would have seen bachelor party three times that day you know (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah yeah. do not do not underestimate the power of the score of this film yeah it's really good like i said uh like i've said before like i didn't grow up with it but i i I can respect the movie as for what it is now and again we've talked about it already but it is astounding that hollywood remakes everything but they haven't been able to get their hands on this one yet because nick castle's like nah give me that money you keep seeing stuff about it though. Like I was, I didn't get a chance to look it up. I had started googling it, but um, there was even there was some stuff that came out like as recent as like this past year. I want to say it was Gary. Oh, Wida. for the sequel, so he did the original treatment for Rogue One. He's a he's a good writer, but they were putting together something like yeah. a show or something on Netflix or something. And but what he did is he went and put a bunch of concept art everywhere. And, oh, that's right. I remember that. And for me, I, I was telling Chris, I think we were just shooting on the phone about it. And I was like, look, they're trying to do the Deadpool maneuver, you mm-hmm. know, where they can rouse up Internet support yeah. for this. Because yeah. they yeah. believe me, they don't just show shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, we're working on this. Like, they don't. That is like the Hail Mary, you know? Yeah. So They could easily do it. Make a little was, Lewis. I think, uh, he was working with uh, one of the, like, the original writer of the movie as well. Um I hope they get better writers. Like, like, (laughs) as much as I love the movie, you know, like it's not the best, you know, screenplay ever. Um, I think because it goes back and forth so much, and there's there's some like long, not drawn out, but it definitely has its lull moments. Yeah, I think uh, they have a good foundation, and they just need to to tweak it up a little bit. But again, like Sketch said. the production got cut at a year early. Uh, their budget was, I don't think 15 million was a whole lot, even back in 1984. Uh, but no, it was supposed to be closer to 30 million. Like it was going to be on par with star Wars. Like, I think Jedi was like 40 million or something like that. So it was, it, it yeah. was going to be much higher. They just cut, they literally, and it was all the cray stuff. So someone at universal is like, we spent way too much on this. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm also shocked too. That there were no toy deals for this movie. Yeah, like, very yeah, marketable. And, and, I, and I really think that at the time, like this was the same year that Transformers hit. I, oh, I remember boy. that, you know. And Ghostbusters had come out that year, um, that summer around the same, you know, I can't remember if it was earlier or later. Um, I'm hazy on the times. I, this may have been more like a May release, you know, if yeah. I remember right. So, um, so it was before Ghostbusters, but. There were there was nowhere to get that ship anywhere. There was nowhere to get 
you know, the bald Nothing. headed dudes. <laughs> I, I, I imagine I would have been the unlucky kid where I just had all the art code and Armada dudes. Cause they, they would have been at like at an alpha beta, you yeah. know, like store fucking in that toy rack, you know, next yeah. to the constructor con that no one wanted, mm-hmm. you know, it's crazy. Fuck- What's crazy is uh, episode four of Star Wars had a budget of eleven million, and then episode five uh, had a budget of eighteen million. So Last Starfighter is kind of like in the middle there, and I don't know, maybe just yeah, they probably saved like five five million dollars. Also, you know? uh, what other movies came out in '84? Were there other things besides Black Bachelor Party and uh... <laughs> there was nothing else? <laughs> so maybe uh, maybe it was like a situation with like. That's I always bring it back to the thing because the thing came out the same year as ET, and it came uh, out the same week as ET. ET yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was ET, and then the thing. You know, like it was, and everyone was like, "Screw this movie! This movie's gross and all that other stuff." But that's, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was a good movie, but maybe it just wasn't in the right time at the right place. Because I feel like this movie should have done a lot more than it did. Having uh, been in, look at a theater where it was packed. That theater was packed that day. No one was in The Last Starfighter. Everyone was in Star Trek 3 and Bachelor Party. Yeah, and, seeing Star Trek. So Star Trek 3 had to be the thing that sucked all the air out the room, mm-hmm. you know, with Christopher Lloyd as a shitty Klingon. You know, and it was just... <laughs> I just remember as a kid going, I like the Starfighter movie, you know? Um, yeah. and, I, and I didn't want to see it. I wanted to see Star Trek 3. So I didn't even know about the film when I was a kid. When we went to the theater, my uncle dragged me to it. Oh, then maybe too. Maybe it was advertising and stuff like that. Maybe. Yeah. That's a shame because this movie, at the time it came out, it should have done a lot better than it did. Because like I'm, even I, then, go did He Man came out in '84? Was that like an '82? Yeah, He Man did Terminator. Uh, like we said, Ghostbusters. Um, but, but I'm talking like for kids, like like um, He Man. Transformers. N- never ending story. I mean, that's kind of for kids, but it's not so much sci-fi as it is fantasy. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, in terms of what took toys. Like, t- Transformers. Oh, for G.I. toys, G.I. yeah. And He-Man took up all the fucking He-Man, movie. the cartoon, came out in 83. 83. So the toys were in full effect by 84. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, maybe a victim of circumstance some, some a little stuff, bit. Though. There, was, um, there was a comic book, uh, like a, a, a three or four um, Marvel tie-in. And then it did get some merchandising stuff. Like, there's a... Uh, there's uh, a lunch pail floating around there. All right. Days, so. There a are scratch and sniff sticker. Out. Yeah, and it has <laughs> a snow loose is porn. A snow globe. Pails that you could get. That I, I think I remember. I had like a GI Joe or He Man. One of those. Um, I guess there was an, that made those. I guess there was an unreleased uh, mm-hmm. toy line too. It just never that, happened. Uh, dude, that, the car, the ship. You know what I mean? The Kodan shit. Like, the fact that there just wasn't even, like, model kits for that stuff. Was... Yeah, models would have, like, made bank from this. Mm-hmm. So, would have, should have. I don't know about I don't know about I don't know. I'm not gonna, like, models would have solved the problem. You know what I mean? Some, <laughs> some universal exact who picked up this podcast. These fucking guys. Are not <laughs> Get these guys in here. That guy knows about Bachelor Party. We're ready to make more sequels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but overall, I, re- I like the movie. Like like I said, I don't have the oh my, I, I don't have the uh, diehard loving of it that Chris does. But uh, I think it's a good solid movie. It's kind of not underrated. Like I say, underrated gem. Even though sometimes I hate saying that. But yeah, you should go check it out. I feel like it's it does get kind of swept under the rug sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think um, so 
the movie ends and, you know, I guess uh, Alex and Maggie decide that they're going to leave and go into outer space and, you know, continue their lives. And Lewis then... is famous. He goes, you hear that, you slimes? I'm famous. <laughs> yeah. What a great kid. Well, the thing cool, is, though, Fox, is it... like Alexander yeah. Knox from Batman. He's an you asshole. I mean? like, <laughs> kind of looks like him, too. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> he does have a little bit of that, like, 30s, you know, like, he's way more wittier than a kid of his age would have been. Yeah, yeah like, almost Corey Feldman kind of douchery, kind of. The great value Corey but Feldman. But you can even say, like, you know, going on to the, you know, the idea of a sequel, because um, Lewis basically starts his training as he sees his brother, like, leaving the planet. Yeah. He mm-hmm. runs over to the uh, last Starfighter arcade machine and starts training. So, I mean, you could even say is, like, maybe the next movie follows alex or, or something and because i mean there's still stuff going on out there like the yeah. whole war and everything isn't resolved like there was right. just this one little skirmish yeah. that, that they were triumphant <laughs> in but there's a lot more like they're gonna have to rebuild everything because they yeah. lost all the starfighters they're gonna have to recruit more there's a lot to go on uh if you just want to do more like world building type stuff, <laughs> that's the thing. The sequel, the sequel should be like super gritty because it should have both of these storylines. You know, okay, so let's you know, Alex and Maggie are high high school sweethearts. I guess you could say. How many high school? I guess they're just out school, of high school or something. Yeah. How oh, many you high mean yeah, their relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah. How many of those stay together after like the first year after high school? Like you, you're gonna have that after stuff going high on. School, Ralph Macchio, that movie came out that year. They didn't last the night of prom, right? Like, you get to Karate Kid 2, and you know what I mean? Like, like it didn't last one fucking week, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you got that. You've got that storyline in the sequel. Then you could also have, like, uh, Alec, not Alex, but Lewis. He's just trying to get that high score so he can get up there. So maybe there's, like, but he can't get it. He's just not as good as Alex. So maybe there's some, like, resentment yeah. there or something like that. And he becomes the, the new, the has- anti-star fighter. I think the story arc is young Billy Mitchell cheats him out of his high score. You know what I mean? And then they oh, take yep. Billy Mitchell and he becomes the fucking grandmaster. You know what I mean? Like, little, he's got the hairline little... and the forehead to do it. And he's he'll, he'll be the new like uh like villain and we'll just call him like the the king of the shit lords or something. The king of <laughs> the king of Khan. Uh the thing is we don't tell him he's in a movie though. Kind of like The King uh, of Kodan. You know, the there you Kodan. go. The King of, he, know, right. he doesn't know he's in a movie and he's just acting like he normally does. So. They all wear sublimated American flag t shirts. You know what I mean? Like, like all the they eat hot sauce and shit. This is just a whole this whole podcast <laughs> just tangents. <laughs> Pat Oswalt made a whole thing out of tangents, you know what I mean? And, you know, yeah. <laughs> That's and true. it might come true one day. Like so you I mean, Red Letter Media you does it too, so mm-hmm. and we can too. Um, yeah, I think, you know, that's pretty much the last Starfighter. Uh, we've all said it's, it's, a, it's just a feel good sci-fi movie. It can definitely, it's definitely a family movie. Um, it's a Sunday afternoon movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't get too intense, but it's not completely boring. It's, I don't know. I, I'd take I it over some sci-fi stuff. It if they're being bad. What? At, at home. <laughs> I do. And if, if, cause they hate this movie cause I make them watch it so much. <laughs> and so there'll be times where they're fighting and arguing over something. I'm like, all right, if you guys don't stop, I'm making you sit down and watch the last starfighter with me. And I've done it before on at least two or three <laughs> occasions. And they're super pissed. They're crying. And I'm you're going to make them hate it. The, they're going to be the ones with the, the make the score go down on IMDB when they get older. Cause they're just going to keep posting. That's all reviews. they're going to do. 
My it's dad really abused fun. me with this movie. <laughs> the Critics series, too. It stinks, because my dad likes it. <laughs> it. It still stinks. <laughs> yeah. Our Lights, Camera, Jackson garbage. Um, yeah, I don't know. Does anybody have anything else they, to really say about The Last Starfighter other than go check it out? <laughs> I haven't said enough. You know? Like, <laughs> we gave you your two I, hours to shine or whatever. As much as, much as this... This is a movie that you could use as punishment for children. Um, it's, <laughs> it, you know, it's nowhere near as bad as Iron Eagle Two. Let's let's just be honest. You know, like that—that's a true punishment. No, look, this movie, I, I I stand by it. Like, if people people like to give rose-colored glasses to nostalgic films from their childhood, mm-hmm. and. Tron is one of those. I mean, Black Hole's getting a resurgence now because everyone's got Disney Plus. I'm like, who's you, Black Hole? I'm like, look, not a great film. Flight Last Starfighter above, above that, and I do believe the tone of the Last Starfighter isn't that far off from a typical MCU film. No, not at all. Like, you got the beats. Yeah, you got the beats, and and you got the beats. You got the beats. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's in everyone's head. God oh, damn it. <laughs> when are we going to do Fast Times at Ridgemont High, our podcast on that one? Because I can talk about three hours. It's a depressing. It's depressing, though. You know, like, this yeah. is a feel-good movie. I think if there's any complaint I can make, given the time it came out, was one, no toys. Two, there really weren't any other games. You know what I mean? Like, it was trying to play into the Pac-Man gamer culture at the time, mm-hmm. too. And it was like, we can use the arcade person you know the arcade hero as like the sword and the stone but you never go to an arcade right right you never really see that that culture personified in the, there's no it's stuck in that one little right uh, that one little area and and so you know you and you don't also and again you don't really know other than alex wants to leave the town what his real motivation is like are you supposed to take her with you to college like how's that come on you know, yeah like none that of it, didn't make sense either that's right so, so I don't know how you solve those. those are those are you know the movie to me is 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 a series of solving problems from a budgetary standpoint. You know, like how do we do this small? We got to make it small and keep it in one area because we got all these visual effects. And so there's there's a lot of problem solving in the script that I mm-hmm. commend them for. But it doesn't like when you look at it, you're like, why don't they? You know, at least have that scene like even in the Lost Boys where they they come into the town from somewhere mm-hmm. else. Right. You know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't. Where is Brogan? Did Brogan's dad just leave him and the kid? Why yeah, he was he in the photo. Yeah, yeah. Was his dad, you know, recruited back you know, when Pong came out or some shit? Like I don't know. You know, like, like um, <laughs> and then you don't really know why everyone hates and like if everyone hates uh, Centauri. Yeah, everyone there goes. He's a shyster and a scamster. And I'm like, why do you let him into your military headquarters? <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, like you know, like, like I do like. I think the one thing that was desperate times <laughs> from the guys who wrote the movie was they never signed up to the military. I don't think so. And and Chris will understand this. Not like a shysty recruiter. You yeah. know, like, like always signing up people who aren't fucking qualified to be in the military to meet a quota hmm. you know and like i think that would have been more of like the route i would have you know he's it's there but it could have been even more there like these are just guys trying to meet a quota because there's a war to build to fight you know and you never see any of the other war you know not even in like i don't know some weird montage of scenes or you know this was right. like 
yeah, like a poster battle. Like, you know, when you go to Star Tours, there's all those, like, there were all those, like, destination posters. They can go to Tatooine. There could have been, like, the Battle of something. And remember the Battle of, you know, and then the guy's missing a limb. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> you know, like, the, like yeah, the, the man I am today, the Starship Troopers guy. <laughs> oh, and God. I almost feel like maybe it was because at the time, people didn't really want to talk about Vietnam. You know, like, we were kind of yeah. trying not to bring that shit up. And so. I wonder what the pushback was in a lot of fronts. I, a lot of this doesn't exist today. The, the problems I think they would have found don't exist today, which is why the premise of all the Star Wars knockoffs there were, this is the one whose premise can be made today. Given esports and everything else that's out there, if you set it in the modern day, it can still be done. It's going to be a goddamn yeah. YouTuber, though. What if? But what if it's our favorite dude? What's it, the guy with the... Your favorite, our favorite guy with the, Are you the glasses. Keith Apicary? Yeah, what if it's oh, Keith Apicary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Keith Apicary. <laughs> and then they're just like, "You got Simple Jack to save <laughs> us, man!" Like, like <laughs> he does the dance, like when he gets to the uh, like the headquarters for the first time, <laughs> and it just yeah. breaks out in like a dance montage. <laughs> you see there's always creative casting folks i'm telling you it's the key to every film <laughs> i definitely think in, in, in an age where like you know hollywood is is seemingly like can never come up with any type of like interesting idea so they just remake everything like i think this has the like you were saying sketch is like it, there's all the stuff there to come in with a a really interesting story and be able to show this universe and tell the story in in a you know a, a you know like a contemporary way uh that just they weren't able to do it you know back uh in the day for budget re- reasons or any number of reasons why they weren't able to do it but they can flesh it out and i think there's enough um interesting uh you know world there that i think it would be amazing so for me personally i'm all for it uh, there are you know certain uh like there's certain movies that I don't want them to go back and redo because I'm afraid they're going to ruin it. But this is not one of them. This is one where I think that they could go back and redo, and it, if done well, could be amazing. And I think I don't it, advocate redoing. I think you can make a sequel. In the that's what I'm saying. That's 2049 was a sequel, but you don't even need any of the original people. I don't think yeah. you know. Like for, for me, like I would never want them to do another Willow movie because I, I'm afraid they would just fuck it all up. It's, like it's uh, coming, dude. And I and I mean a sequel, like not not a, not a remake. Like I, I don't think that it needs a sequel. I think this movie deserves a sequel, and I would love to see that. I agree. I would love yeah. more Last Starfighter. The last Last Starfighter. Just make it they Star Wars. Last Starfighter. It's yeah. gonna come out, and they're gonna be like, well, the kids nowadays are gonna be like, well, what happened to what is this? This is based off of something else. We're gonna get that tweet at us like, do you guys know that this was a movie? Be- like no, didn't know, man. <laughs> Kids won't care. They'll be too busy playing Fortnite, you know. No. And as for the last Starfighter, I mean, we come on, the last Jedi. Now you got another movie coming out. Like, no, everyone knows the title's the title. I yeah. just want my hot toys. Fucking like, if I ever bought one hot toy, it would be the ship. It would be a Gunstar. Like that would be the one thing I could, I could, I could pull that one off. An actual Gunstar would be dope in that docking position. Then Chris would borrow it, and he'd be like, "Check it out, the Death Blossom." No, <laughs> yeah, Hot Toy ships with a working Death Blossom. You know? <laughs> Why didn't I label the button? <laughs> the Japanese are too good. Stop. You know? <laughs> oh boy, but oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> on that note, that's the last Starfighter. This has been the sideshow. Um, 
as we mentioned, uh, yeah, nope, yep, got myself mixed up. Uh, but yeah, this has normally been released to only patrons, um, and more recently to Twitch subscribers, but now we're going to make this available to the public. However, um, starting with this episode, patrons and Twitch subs, you guys are getting it earlier than the public, so thank you so much for your support. Um, but thank you also to everyone that just listens in general. You'll get this on the regular podcast feed. Uh, but, um, again, I've been Scotty Moe. With me today has been Sketchcraft... Hey, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and also our Corey. Our Corey. I'm going to hang out with Greg. See you guys later. Oh, nice. And finally, he's probably doing the Death Blossom every chance he gets. That's Chris. See you later. All right, and we're up, over, and gone. Thank you so much, guys. This has been the Sideshow from the Shitlord's Planet. I want to see to that talk, planet. We need to talk Keith Apicary into making up a Death Blossom dance where he just goes oh, back and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> It is the death. I got it. He can legit go all day with this stuff. Yeah.